This is an urgent appeal from the Disasters Emergency Committee. Hundreds of thousands of people have fled their homes to escape conflict in Ukraine, leaving jobs, belongings and loved ones behind. They need shelter, food and water. You can help. To donate online, search DEC or text RADIO to 70150 to give £10. Thank you. Streaming 24-7, this is Brum Radio. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit BrumRadio.com. Hello, you're listening to Interval Theatre on Brum Radio. I'm Dave Massey. And I'm Eleanor Lawson. How are you doing, Eleanor? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm not bad at all. Uh, last night we went to see... We're just going to get straight into it. Yes. Uh, last night we went to see a production uh, which was called Asking For It and it is at uh, Birmingham Repertory Theatre until the 15th of February. Um it was two hours and 55 minutes. I mean, that's my starting point for, for describing it. Well, you know it's going to be a long night when press night starts at 7 o'clock. So the performance is for the rest of the run are 7.30. Yes. But I think to be quite careful for the journalists, they've started at 7 for press night, so they've got enough time so to write their reviews. For, in repertory theatre, that's actually a traditional yeah. uh, t- start time. And it was because uh, reporters used to run out of theatre and telephone their offices and then tell them what they wanted typing yeah. from the typing pool. There mm-hmm. you go. That's a that's a way of doing it. Um, this production is quite a serious production, and it uh, it, it, it's a, a, about um, a rape and a gang rape. And um, I was a little bit intimidated by the idea of going to see it and by the idea of writing about it, which I've written about it already today. Um what were your feelings going into this production to, I, as a as a as a as a viewer of it well i talk a lot about preconceived notions of what you're going to see yes. versus what you actually see there are lots yeah. of times you're going to sh- a show thinking i know exactly what i'm going to see for the next 2 hours and sometimes you are right mm-hmm. sometimes with bigger shows or something you've heard of a lot before often you are proven right this, despite the fact I knew what the play was about, yes. played out completely differently to how I thought. Okay. So I knew there was going to be a gang rape uh, in a small Irish community. Yes. And it's um, a sports team. Uh, it's three or four um, men from the same sports team that rape this young woman. What I kind of thought would happen was I thought the first act, as it was, would be leading up to the event. I thought the second act would be around the court case. I thought it would be about trying to prosecute oh, interesting. Okay. the boys. That's yeah, what yeah. I took from it. I've seen lots of courtroom dramery type shows. Yes. And it doesn't play out like that. And no. I'm I'm actually really glad because I think it's far more interesting what you see. And what you see is how the rape and how the community has reacted to it takes the toll on one family. So how you think a mother or a father might react to their daughter being assaulted is not how it plays out. And you really just see over time, because it's a year after yes. the rape occurred, yeah. you really see the slow grinding pressure on this family and how it slowly breaks them apart. And I think that was the most interesting part of the production for mm-hmm. me. It was really beautifully done. I wasn't expecting the time jump. No. Um, when the time jump happened, because it happens... A sit one scene into the second half, so the second half begins, and you think, "Oh, we're going to be still sort of there," and then it jumps mm-hmm. uh, a year. And 
there isn't really much indication of what's going on. One of the weird things is you're seeing the reactions from the community through their eyes in this production. You, mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't see the community, but you hear them through the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear them being read, the stories being read, and then the um, accounts from yeah. the parents... Uh, of what they've heard in the village as well, what mm-hmm. they've heard in the, the town, village town. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I um, yeah, I, I, I didn't realise that it was going to have such uh, young characters in because they're seventeen and eighteen, the the mm-hmm. main chunk of the characters in. Um, I didn't realise that they'd be out there in school uniform, yeah. being seventeen or eighteen in mm-hmm. in in England, and I don't know if this is the case. What the case is like in other parts of the UK and Ireland. But this this is set in in you know a small Irish town. But in England, the types of schools that have uniform um, tend to be posher, mm-hmm. tend to be posher schools with blazers. And this was quite a working class school mm-hmm. that we that we then get to see. But they're still wearing blazers until they're uh, so, sorry, still wearing jumpers until they're like eighteen. So it made to me it made mm-hmm. them feel much younger than they probably were. We both said as well, in the first act, you get to know the characters before the assault takes place. And we were both saying how they set up the characters to be very likeable, very fleshed out. You see the male bravado and how men act differently Mm -hmm. in gangs, in groups than as they do alone. But we were both saying how important it was that you see these men as real men, as real humans before they go on to commit this attack. Because often you kind of hear of it in the abstract, you hear of evil actions and it kind of separates it from what leads a person to do that, from yes. the politics behind that. And I think it's really important that you see that it's not, you know, evil loners that commit violence like this. It, it could be anyone. Yes. I mean, for me, it really, it, it, the whole, even the title of it is sort of uh, provoking the question of mm-hmm. does what you wear... Uh, does what you wear affect what might happen to you? Does what you drink or ingest might affect m- what might happen to you? Mm-hmm. And at what point should you be responsible for it versus other people being responsible for it? And I'm not going to draw any conclusions myself from it because I, I, I it's a very I think it's a very tricky very tricky mm-hmm. as as a, a subject. But did it ask? Did it provoke questions in your mind like that? As well, it did. Well, I think I've seen personally a large shift, especially in the last five years, in how these things are talked about, in how we see them in the news, in TV shows. I think Mm -hmm. we've we've seen a massive cultural shift, not not just because of Me Too, but that is obviously a part of it. In how rape and sexual assault are talked about, I think lots of people now know and talk about the idea of rape culture, how victims are blamed, and. In the production, it's not something that this small community really recognises. I mean, at one point, the character lists a lot of questions that the community have to deal with. And one of them is, was she asking for it? Mm -hmm. One of them is, you know, does jock culture participate in rape culture? But one of them is, is, does rape culture exist at all? And I think for a lot of us, we do take it for granted now that these questions have been talked about and that we all accept that there is rape culture, that there's a problem with male violence and um, compulsory heterosexual masculine behavior yes but in in the production it shows that 
not everywhere are these questions being discussed and not everywhere do people want to believe them. A lot of the time, the characters in the play, they know what really happened, but they're repressing it because they can't deal with the truth of it. You've got a mum and a dad who kind of give up on their daughter, who kind of isolate themselves from her because they just can't look at her and see the victim that they know she is. They can't deal with it. It's interesting that you perceive them to in the phrasing you're using there mm. that you perceive them to have given up on their daughter mm. is that is that what you were feeling from that kind of that's that gets mentioned at the play at the end as well by the brother the brother's very supportive of the yes. daughter of the, his sister of the daughter of the family but you also realize that he believes that there's a certain justice that should take place and yeah. when she doesn't want to pursue that line of justice the way he does he can't cope with it either they all have their own idea of how they want this to play out, how they want to recover from this. And when Emma, who's the main character, when she doesn't want to go down that route, they they can't cope with it. Um, I actually, rather than rather than how you saw it, I, I actually thought they were quite selfish. Mm. Um, as 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 parents, I mm-hmm. thought they were very much about. Uh, the reputation yeah, of the I family agree. I agree. Um, uh, and for me that was really coming through uh, towards the end of the second half the son's coming back now the son comes back as a prodigal mm-hmm. and that's quite awkward because he's been away from his family for over a year and perhaps a little bit longer than that to go to university and he comes back and his family has gone through this whole entire trauma and then he just jumps into it um, and he, he isn't really dealing with the fallout of what he finds. No. He's just going in and saying what he expects everyone to be doing. And I appreciate from those situations that it, it's similar. It's very, you know, very, very tricky situation. But um, f- for me, the second half felt more real than the first half. Definitely. Because although there was, there was a lot of choreography in the first half, mm-hmm. there was also um, a lot of projection uh being being used in terms of cinematic style projection Mm -hmm. whereas in the second half you've got a projection of rain all the way through Mm -hmm. as a constant kind of feeling as well um i said in my review that this wasn't a production that was really designed to be enjoyed no do you do you share that as a a thought i agree with that although there are moments in the build-up to the attack that I think are meant for enjoyment, even if they're meant to be suggesting other political, more sinister meanings as well. Yeah. You've got like group dances yes. and there's some very particular songs that play yes. to those that you almost, mentioned. Or, almost triggering tracks. Yes. yes. But yeah, exactly. I mean, some people think that you need to go to the theatre to be entertained. Yes. But I think it's really important that we do see theatre that leaves us feeling uncomfortable because Mm -hmm. that's what changes our views and makes us go out into the world afterwards a slightly different person. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.